Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very exciting episode of Talking Ship Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for professionals. We're here on a Tuesday releasing a surprise bonus episode because, as we know, Issa and Lawrence may be the most complicated couple we've discussed. There's a lot to unpack. They've been through a lot. There's a lot to come back from. You know, even after four episodes of discussing them at length and discussing their highs and their lows and why we love them together and what they have to work on, it's still really hard to reach a conclusion on how these two can make it work. So we had to call in an expert on love, on romance, on just making it work. So today, we are talking ship with the man, the myth, the legend of the Dunes apartment complex, Tristan Winger, a.k.a. Thug Yoda himself. That's right. We have Tristan J. Winger on the podcast today, bringing his Yoda wisdom and his Tristan wisdom to all of us. I'm going to get into the interview really quickly, I promise, but just... I cannot begin to express how lovely this man is. First of all, as an actor, he's so inspiring. He talks in this interview about his journey to acting, his craft, how he found the character of Thug Yoda, and his longtime collaboration with Issa Rae. And secondly, just as a human being, he had this amazing insight on all the shit we talk about on here. Relationships, love, communication, making it work. He had really lovely things to say about the Issa Lawrence relationship and their situation and just... Really great insight into dating in general. So I hope that you enjoy this interview as much as Victoria and I did. We will also be releasing our regularly scheduled Thursday episode on Insecure. But until then, enjoy getting to know Tristan Winger. Here we go. Okay. Guys, this is an exciting day for Talking Shit Podcast. We have a very exciting guest. We're here with actor and comedian Tristan J. Winger. Woo! Look at us moving up in the world. We have guests. (gasps) He is currently on Bigger on BET. And if you, so you might know him from there. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you definitely know him as Thug Yoda from Insecure. So Tristan, first of all, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. And congratulations, because Insecure, eight Emmy nominations. Ooh-wee. Yes. Ooh-wee, for the first time. Look at all them nominations. It's amazing. The show was nominated for the first time. It's beautiful. I was going to say that because, like, I've seen East has been nominated before, but Mm -hmm. so much of the show, and specifically the craft of the show, is so impressive. Like, obviously, the cast is all amazing. The writing's amazing. But the cinematography, the costuming, music Mm -hmm. got nominated, everything. So it must be amazing to finally get a very deserved series nomination. Absolutely, because you, I mean, as as a fan of the show as well, not just as someone who works on the show, as a fan of the show, like, I appreciate the craft. Everything that you mentioned, like, the music is very important to me um, because mm-hmm. music has always been important to me. The cinematography is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Every single season, the cinematography is elevated. Yeah. And specifically, I mean, we'll probably talk about it later, but specifically, there's one episode this season that was my favorite of the whole season. And now that I think about it, the whole series, and it was just shot so beautifully. Everything mm-hmm. about the episode was perfect. So it's it's so 
Ah, I feel so good that the show is finally getting its its just due, all of its recognition for everything that's beautiful about the show. Absolutely. Are you talking about the Loki Happy episode? Yes. The Isa Lord. I, I knew mean, I was going to say that. I oh. knew you were going to say that one. Yes. It, it's a. It is the perfect. It is the most perfect episode of Insecure, in my opinion. I think it's one of the most perfect episodes of television. So we spent our last episode talking so much about this date and all of the moments. And but cinematography specifically, where they're walking through the clouds, mm-hmm. ugh, them in front of like the blue and red lights. It probably made us because you know we were so off and on about Lawrence and Issa this entire time. But probably the cinematography of that particular episode made their like come together moment so much more emotional and just like you know that breath of fresh air that we never got from them for like three seasons. Absolutely. And it feels like we earned it because of everything that they've been through over these past, you know, three or four seasons. It's like, we finally got this moment and they yeah. got it right. Yes. Everybody was just like, oh, yeah. I, know I, was feeling yes. that way. I was breathing <laughs> heart emojis. Right. Also the music in Insecure is incredible too. Like if you find the playlist on Spotify, they are the best artists that people don't normally hear of, but then they're on the show. And I think they get recognition from that, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, the universe being what it is right now, I just want to check in on your current quarantine state. I, I can't even feel like we can ask anymore, how's your quarantine? Because I feel like there's been so many phases. Like I saw you did a video early in quarantine where you were being very grateful for things. You were writing the thank you notes to Himalayan sea salts and the gym and other things. <laughs> Himalayan pink sea salt is my jam. Like, yeah. It goes in everything. Like you got to add a little bit of seasoning and it comes in a form of Himalayan pink soda if you're at my house. Uh, I wish I cooked enough to really appreciate it, but I just like it because it looks never. So I would never. Oh, I definitely stopped. I oh. stopped. <laughs> so, so, yeah. like, I, I had subscribed to uh, to Blue Apron, no plug. I subscribed to them for a while. <laughs> it was cool to just have, <laughs> to just have those meals coming to the house. And I was like, I'm going to learn to cook. And I was doing a great job. Like the meals were beautiful and they tasted amazing if mm-hmm. I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. And then after about a month and a half, I was like, I am tired. It gets old. <laughs> Cooking gets so every old. meal. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't do this no more. Somebody do this for me. Please. Well, I'm going to kick it off into the show. So <laughs> you were in Awkward Black Girl and you've been working with Insecure from then with Issa from Awkward Black Girl all the way to Insecure. And then I also read that you originally were going for the part of Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. So what has that been like working with Issa from like then until here with her eight nominations for this year? So what's incredible about it also is like, um, so even before Aqua Black Girl, Issa and I went to high school together. We went to King Drew Medical. Oh, Um, that's wild. King Drew is in, uh, it's like borderline Compton Watts. And uh, we were supposed to be doctors. Like I, I, my whole life, I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. And oh, he's man. like, you're going to be a doctor. Um, and so we were both at King Drew. And our first year there, we were both in a play together. We were in drama club. And we were in a play together called On Strivers Row um, with our wonderful uh, teacher and uh, drama lead, Mr. Freeman. Um, shout out. And- and shout out Mr. Freeman. <laughs> shout out Mr. Freeman. And from there, like we've just always just been like been cool. It's like whenever they were like, I remember we had a health class where our health teacher once a month would have us like act out scenarios in health uh-huh. class. And like she she would do one in her group and then I would do one in my group. So we were just always just like right. just aware of each other's talent. That's so when, cool. it came, when it came time for Aqua Black Girl, I remember so she had done dorm diaries when she was in college, and then mm-hmm. she started um the Fly Guys present the F word, which is her brother's uh, YouTube series that she had directed for them, which was hilarious. So funny. 
And so I hit up Issa on Facebook. I was like, hey, let me know if you need help with any of your other series or anything. I want to get back into acting. She was like, yeah. And then she sent mm-hmm. me a script for episode four of Awkward Black Girl, which was uh, called The Icebreaker. And that was the introduction of uh, Baby Voice Darius. So good. Baby Voice Darius. <laughs> Baby Voice Darius was incredible. And so from there, like we got, we did the first season. Like I was only supposed to be on that one episode of Aqua Black Girl. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I guess the response was so great for my character and for the show. Right. Like she kept me on, which I'm grateful for. Season two, we got picked up for Aqua Black Girl. Pharrell Williams, who was one of my heroes, uh, produced the second season. And I was like, this is incredible. That's this amazing. Is yeah. Amazing. I got to meet Pharrell and make, made him laugh. And I got it on video. He was like, record this. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> So when was the switch for both of y'all from pursuing being a doctor to pursuing act like acting? Well, for me, for me was almost, almost immediately. So we were, we were in the, the magnet program. And so for me, the magnet program meant that we went over to the hospital that was across the street from my high school. Mm-hmm. And so we would rotate departments. I remember this right. one time I was in the cast room and in the cast room, not only do they do cast, but they also do things like the pins and the legs and stuff like that. So I shadowed him, the person that was in the cast room. We went upstairs to like um, the children's ward or whatever, where they had finished doing surgery. And he had to remove the pins from this kid's leg. And he was like, I need you to hold this. And I was like, hold what? He was like, this leg. And so I'm holding the leg so he can take off the little, the holder, whatever the hoist is for the leg. And the kid screaming his ass off. And I'm just, I'm so sensitive. And I'm just like, I can't take this. So how the right. hell am I supposed to be a brain surgeon? Because someone is going to die. Like someone, right. is, I can't save every patient. Someone's yeah. going to die. And if right. I have to tell the family that I wasn't able to save the life of their loved one, I'm going to cry every single time. So I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor. Okay. Very interesting switch. So I just want to quickly make a disclaimer. This entire season, I've been really hard on Issa in the show. So I want everyone to know the difference between Issa in the show and Issa in real life. How, how, what are the similarities and what are the differences between her and who she plays? The immediate similarities are how funny she is. And, and it's just like, and it's effortless. It's just, and I don't know Seems if, like it. as I've known her for a while, but it's like, and, and she's genuine. I wonder, is Issa on the show genuine? Is Issa, is Issa D genuine? I feel like she tries to be genuine, but she can fuck it up. I would say real versus genuine. She's more, she's more real, like open, kind yeah. of. Uh-huh. I think she gets more genuine. Like we talked about recently in the fourth season, how the things that she would imagine saying out loud in season one, she really does in season four. So yeah. she's, you know, growth. She's growth, exactly. Growth, yeah. yes. Season one to four, major growth. Yeah, so, so the hilariousness is is similar. The differences are definitely, I think the messiness is, is a big difference. Like, he's just not a messy person. She's a very I'm so tall. glad you said that. Oh, because that's what I've been saying. I'm like, I'm like, Issa is so messy on the show. She is so messy. Okay, nice. So what is, um, what's like being on set of Insecure? It's like being at a family reunion. It seems like it. Yeah. Especially because my character is usually only shows up for like one episode out of the season. Like I'm like the cousin that no one sees all year. And it's like, oh shit, Tristan Thagyota's here. So it's, it's, (laughs) it's a good ass time. Everybody, no one's being weird or anything. Like, even when I'm just observing, because that's, I, I just be observing shit. Um, <laughs> I see everybody's interactions and everyone's having a good time. Even like, even like, for example, for season four, I, I went to film in November 
and we were on location in Inglewood, in downtown Inglewood, in California here. And um, I was there from about 12 p.m. and I was supposed to shoot around like midnight, but I was there until 2 a.m. and it was like we had they had to call it a night, and I didn't shoot my scene. And I was mm-hmm. supposed to be on a plane to go on vacation at 1, 1 a.m. And so like, luck, here's, what, here's what happened. So they had to shoot the thing. I was in that same room when we were shooting with Vince Staples on the couch. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it must have been the block party episode because I'm sure that was a beast to shoot. Exactly, exactly. They have to shoot all the outside, outdoor stuff like as soon as possible because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like a noise ordinance or whatever that they had to stop shooting and so like i was in i was supposed to shoot next right after like they shoot they shot the scene with ben staples and isa's um her helper and then it was time to turn around the camera to come over so she'd come over to me and it's like okay we're gonna cut here and then we got to go outside and shoot all the outside stuff and i was like okay cool so i just went and i hung out in a little little green room or whatever and then 12 o'clock one o'clock two o'clock rolled around it was like Someone came over and was like, hey, um, are you available to come back tomorrow? If not, that's okay. That's okay. We could just figure out another day. I was like, no, I'm supposed to be on a plane in one hour. They were like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. And so, like, I went home. So I got paid for being there. Yeah. Nice. And nice. doing my blocking and being ready mm-hmm. with my lines and stuff. And then, like, so I didn't come back until we come back in December, right before oh, Christmas. Wow. And we did mm-hmm. that. We filmed our scene. When it cuts to me and, and Issa, like we film on a soundstage in Manhattan Beach. Oh, wow. And it's like the exact same room. Yeah. Shout out to the set designers. I, again, the craft of this show. That's also one of my favorite uh, Thug Yomina moments is him <laughs> at that party being like, all these people. Yo, like, these people you know, Ryan, Byron, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, Byron, Byron, they brothers, one with a wild you truly have like the fan service role of the show, you know, like you're the one that people are like, yes, this joke, we, this inside joke, we all share together as inside joke, as insecure fans. That's amazing. Um, and so right now you're also on bigger on BET and you play Vince. That's exciting. It is. So two shows, both kind of about figuring out how to be an adult specifically in coming into your 30s. So Vince and Thug Yoda are a a bit different, I would say. (laughs) Just just a little. They're very different. Who do you think, between Vince and Thug Yoda, who has it more figured out? Thug Yoda, absolutely. I think so, too. (laughs) A thousand percent. Like, he... Thug Yoda... I mean, even if we think about, like, episode four of Insecure, when Thug Yoda was talking to that other dude before Issa came over, he was just like, you know, Mm -hmm. his voice is jeopardize your character. He's um, <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not going to let somebody else's voices jeopardize my character. Thank you, Thug Yoda. Thank you so my much for that. Whereas Vince, <laughs> whereas Vince on uh, on Bigger, he's just like, he's he's stubborn. He's stuck in his ways. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure things out. He's being he's getting to being open, but he's still like, mm, nah, Instagram going live. Why would I want to do that? Forget that. Right. I'm keeping it real. So yeah. like, Yoda is real. Vince thinks he's keeping it real. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, such a thing of growing up when you're not doing something for the sake of not doing something for the sake of like not wanting to hop on board the bandwagon or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite Thug Yoda piece of advice or a favorite Thug Yoda moment? Mm. <laughs> I did. I did. I do like that very first scene when he was talking to Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he was just... He, and he was just basically telling Lawrence, and this is, 
It's so interesting because I feel like at that same time in 2016, when we shot that, like that's where I, I was in Lawrence's shoes at oh, that funny. Time, as Tristan, like in my real life. And so by oh. talking, talking to Lawrence, being like, you know, get yourself together. Like no woman wants to be with a man who ain't got a shit together. Like, you know, step up. And if not, then we'll find you somebody else. It's like, I was, right. it, all, it was almost like I was talking to myself. And so like, I needed that moment. Huh. It's funny how the universe gives us that. We all have our Lawrence moment. Yeah. Lawrence season one, I think we all have been there or will be there soon. <laughs> Which is just, it's a, unfortunately, that sounds so bleak, but it's a hard place to be, but it was very relatable. Yeah, yeah you know, Lawrence is my guy. So I was like, he can do no wrong. Lawrence <laughs> is fine. He's right. a messed up, whatever. Um, I'm sure you saw, there was an article on Vulture. It listed all of the men from Insecure. Did them. It. Number one was... It was me. Oh, uh, yeah. How'd you like that? Because I'm consistent. Yes. Consistent. Everybody wants somebody who's consistent, whether that's your man or a friend. You got to have somebody who you know will deliver exactly what you expect them to deliver. And that's who Thug Yoda is. And that's why he's number one. So when you, I hate to use the term get into character, but like, how do you get into character for Thug Yoda? So for Thug Yoda, um, it, it starts with the voice. For me, because um, I remember when I was when I auditioned for Thug Yoda, like Issa sent me the script for this. She sent me the scene for Thug Yoda and was like, hey, this is this is a scene that I think you would be perfect for for Insecure. Mm -hmm. If you like this, let me know. We'll find something else. Which, first of all, is like, if I don't like it. (laughs) I know, right? Okay. That's just the most amazing collaboration. Like you guys are just goals for staying in touch with your fellow artists and collaborators. But anyways, continue. And so she sent me the scene. I read it and I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Because I know who this guy is. These are the guys who live on my street, down the street. And so like, um, at first I was playing Thug Yoda, just like this young guy who was just kind of like happy-go-lucky and stuff. And it's like, yeah, man, if you, you you know... (laughs) Oh, she knew she knew her ADDs and shit. <laughs> anyway, and so I was playing like that, and Issa was like, and I just I just recorded it just to be like, what do you think? And she was like, can you play him like dangerous? And I was like, that's funny. So it's like, <laughs> this dude who's dangerous as fuck, and maybe he murdered somebody, but he's talking about <laughs> he's talking about his daughter. He talked about watching Bear Bears and the ABD. And so it's like, and so with the voice, like Thug Yoda is a combination of Nipsey Hussle. Um, oh, and uh, Ray J. So with oh the Nipsey Hussle, like I think about Nipsey Hussle has like has kids. Um, he he was a father, and so I was like, Thug Yoda is a father first. Who happens to be like who happens to have gang affiliations? It's like so he <laughs> loves his daughter, but also like he don't fuck with c words. And so I was like, right. okay. when I think about Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle kind of talks like this a little bit when he talk about like the neighborhood stuff, and so like. You know, we got to do what we got to do to take care of our people. You know what I mean? But then there's when I think about Ray J. Ray J is kind of like, he just be kind of like excited about stuff. He be like, yeah, we can get it cracking. You know, so get you a scooty bike and get you some of these shades. And, get these and so it's like, okay, so that's going to be the duality for Thug Yoda. When he's like being serious and when he's talking about something that he believes in, it's more like Nipsey Hussle. But when he's talking about something that's like, all this crazy as shit. If you, if you, I can, I can find other bitches. It's kind of like, that's, he leans into the Ray J a little bit more. And then also like the, the costuming helps tremendously too. Right. Like, I don't wear clothes like that on a regular at all. <laughs> uh, so that all just like helps like the clothes. And then like, I just say, what, what do I say? What up, yo? That's the voice. Cause like, that's the first lines that Thug Yoda had. He was walking with his daughter, carrying her. It's like, right. yo, 
and something wrong, I ain't seen your girl in a minute. And she leave you for another bitch. And so it's like, I just, I say that and that brings me into mm-hmm. Thug Yoda. Uh, and that's why he's number one. We love Thug Yoda. We love him. And so he does give Lawrence some uh, advice when he kind of needs it. Almost kind of the only person that will kind of tell Lawrence the hard truth and that particular moment. And Chad does kind of eventually, but Chad's yeah. got his own set of uh, romantic <laughs> issues. So one of the things we talk about when we talk about early Ethan Lawrence before they kind of start to figure things out is staying in relationships for longer than you maybe should and having all of this shared history. And that includes, you know, inside jokes. And for them, you know, Thug Yoda is a part of that. That's he's a part of their shared history, their inside jokes. That's hard to let go of. In some way, you know, sharing sense of humor, sharing history is an important quality in a relationship. So I guess for you, what are some important qualities in a lasting relationship? What do you need to share with your partner? Humor. Humor is at the top mm-hmm. of this. Like, we have to be able to laugh. Mm-hmm. laugh. We don't have to laugh at the same things, but, like, we both have to have a sense of humor. I got a sense of humor, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, want, I want my partner, I want her to have a sense of humor. I want her to be able mm-hmm. to laugh at shit and not take everything seriously. Yeah, um, It's like, there's a time and a place for that. We have to be able to laugh at shit, laugh at each other. Like, uh, I'll just say it. It's like, even, even, even in romantic situations, an intimate romantic situation. It can't be all serious. We have to be able to no. laugh. Yeah, sex is weird. Sex is awkward. It is weird. Think about what you're doing. Like it's right. a weird process. So you got to be able to laugh at that shit. Um, but yeah, humor is at the top of that list. And understanding. I mean, those are those are the top two. Humor and understanding. We have to be able to listen to one another and be able to and be able to uh, communicate with one another. Um, right. Then act on it. So humor and understanding, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. two necessities mm-hmm. so we left off season four Issa and Lawrence may or may not get together we also have Nathan kind of like floating around are you team Lawrence and if so why and if not then why not I have been team Lawrence from the beginning okay yes All right I so, love Lawrence I, I love I've loved Lawrence too because I, he was me like I was working at Best Buy mm-hmm. in 2013 and I wow and so, so I share that struggle. I share that struggle and also share the frustration of like, I know I can be better than this. Yeah, I right. am better than this. Why am I not doing better? And it's like, oh, there's a lesson in this. And whatever mm-hmm. my next step is, that's going to be like, that's going to be where I'm supposed to be. And this was a lesson. And I see that in Lawrence. Also like season one, like he didn't, he was, yeah, he was trying to get his shit together. But like, it, it, I don't think that warranted I understand where Issa is coming from. It's like, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I really like this dude. Like, I really like this dude, but like, ah, Lawrence, this is my boyfriend. So it's like, then break up. Then break up. Don't break break up if that's the case. Tell him, like, I'm tired of this, 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 this. Give him your laundry list of all the shit that you can't stand anymore and then break up and then go hit the dude that you want to hit. It's like, fast forward to season four with where Issa and Lawrence, I was just so happy for them to be together. And I was just watching. I was like, this is great. And then I realized, about to fuck us up in the in the <laughs> I just know. I just know. And everybody was right. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice was pregnant. <laughs> I love I love oh. her. I think she's so lovely. I Me, love her. Me too. I do. I do. Um, I'm still rooting for Lawrence and I'm I'm with, I'm hoping for understanding and love. <laughs> right. Yeah. So for you, what do you think they would have to what would have to happen for them? 
in season five and kind of like any non-fictional people in relationships too, when you reach this kind of big crossroads with a relationship, like what do you think needs to happen on each side for them to make it work for season five? They, they've got to communicate. That's been the constant. Right. Whole, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole series, even with Ethan and Molly, like it's communication. They have to be able to sit down and talk with one another. And they've done it before. They did it. They did it at the end of season three. They did it mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in uh, low key happy. And so I want them to have this conversation. And if Lawrence is serious about being with Issa and he is, and she is the love of his life. He needs to be able to communicate that and also like lay out what's the plan. What do you plan right. on doing? How like you have a baby on the way? You can't just and and Condola is going to keep it. So what is the plan? How do you plan on moving forward? And how do you plan on having this child in our lives? Because now if we're together, this child is in your life, which means the child is in my life. So how do we? Right, right. So season five, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. But do you think that Ethan Lawrence are capable of co-parenting? If that if they stay together, I mean, Lord knows, like if they're going to. But like, what do you think what that would look like? Right. Thug Yoda is a father. He can make it work. So can Ethan Lawrence. I got a baby mama. So it's like we just all communicate, communicate. Communicate. That's what we've been saying. Honestly, the one takeaway from all five episodes is communication, figuring out what do you want, and then communicating it. It's so easy, yet so hard, I guess. Yeah, it's easy. Oh, my soapbox. (laughs) Lord have mercy. And they both parent. Uh, (laughs) It would be really cute. It'd be really cute to see them co-parent. But also, that means Condola would be in the picture, too, so it'd be a three-way co-parenting shit. Um, I think it can happen. Here's the thing, especially with like the careers that they have, like Issa is now on the path to doing exactly what she should be doing, what she wants to be doing. And so is Lawrence. So I don't think there's a financial issue. I think it's just all just a relationship issue. And it's like, they all have to figure out what this relationship looks like between the three of them slash four of them because the baby is coming. But I believe I got faith. I feel like, okay, because you talked about, because you kind of went through a Lawrence journey of like, you know, going from the Best Buy phase to, you know, being able to communicate and go after what you want and be clear about it. What do you feel like for Issa, though? Because we've seen Issa kind of have this arc and something that Victoria comes back to a lot is Issa. When when something happens to Issa, it's all about Issa. What do you feel like needs to change for that character for her to reasonably have the wherewithal and the communication and the grace to raise a baby with Condola, who she at this point doesn't really... At right. one point she liked, but at this point, I mean, I I like Condola. She did not show up to the block party, really. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. That was shitty. That was, that was but, but you you get it though. Like that's a weird. You get it, but that yeah. sucks. Yeah. 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 I, but for Issa's character, um, mm, she's got to be selfless, and I don't know if if she's ready for that. Yeah. Because I feel like she was selfless. Like that's where she started in the beginning of the series. She started as a selfless person who was taking care of her 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 living boyfriend who was on a couch for what three years. Mm-hmm. I, right whatever that's a long ass time that is a long ass time to be with someone who's unenthused and just chilling on a couch and chilling in bed all day long it's like so she's Mm -hmm. been helpless so i don't know if she can do that or wants to do that or cares to do that Mm -hmm. she might be able to move on loki so going back to something you said earlier about season one Issa lawrence how you said you understand why Issa cheated with daniel but you don't agree with it So something that Meg and I have discussed a lot is that they needed some type of catalyst to end their relationship because she wasn't, neither of them really was, you know, 
bold enough to actually end it, even though that's what needs to happen. So could you kind of agree that they wouldn't be where they are right now, end of season four, if she did not cheat with Daniel? Like how else would she, like what else would she have done and if not cheat to make something go forward? Like it, we needed like a big moment in order for, for that to change. You're absolutely right. We needed a catalyst in order for them to be like, you know what? This is not working right now and we need to leave this alone. Right. Otherwise they were just gonna be playing this game where they're just like one foot in, one foot out. They needed to right. jump out. They needed to jump all the way out. Mm-hmm. So like it needed to happen, like it sucks the way that it happened, but like and it hurts. It hurt a lot. She was so hurt. Oh, she was crying. Oh, her and Molly on the back. He was so hurt. He was hurt. Issa. But what kills me is that, okay, so this kind of brings us back to low-key happy. That's, to me, the most important thing she says in that conversation is, like, years later, she's still, like, I was devastated. You know, because I feel like in moments of infidelity or coming close to infidelity sometimes people like feel relieved when they blow something up that they're like well now I have to change something had to give and it gave but I think for her the fact that in Loki Happy she's still years later is like I was devastated that to me was still the thing where I was like okay like I I really Mm -hmm. do believe that you messed up once and you're not this isn't in you and this isn't who you are so I don't know for you what do you think like do you have favorite parts of the conversation Loki Happy and just favorite moments from that episode in general that make you be like yes them I ship it Favorite moments from that conversation when they were sitting at the dinner table when they eventually were going to have dinner was how they kept saying, you know, no eggshells. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like their version of Issa and Molly's uh, Malibu. Malibu, yeah. Let's do it. Come on. If we're going to have mm-hmm. some kind of relationship, whether it's friends or romantic, we got to be able to communicate. Um, honestly, we have to be vulnerable with each other. We have to be honest with one another and with ourselves. And so I love that moment because, again, thinking back to my to my relation, my past relationship, it's like we, you know, there was missing communication because I was afraid of hurting her feelings. And I think she was afraid Mm -hmm. of hurting my feelings. And so we just didn't say shit. And eventually we were like, we've come to an end of this relationship. Right. Things on a high note. We're still good friends. But it's like there are lots of things that went unsaid. And, you know, they recognize that. And I love that. So, okay. And you don't have to, this is like going to get personal. Do you feel like now if this ex came back to your life and was like, I want to rehash everything, is that something you would want to do? Or was it like a beautiful period in your life and you're like, okay, and now we're going to leave it alone? Um, No, like we're still good friends. She lives a mile away from me. Um, But, but no, we had a successful relationship. That's Mm -hmm. what we, we had a successful relationship. We learned exactly what we were supposed to learn from each other during that time and we don't need to be together yeah. it's like we can still have a relationship as friends and communicate the same way with our same jokes but just not be romantic at all mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a really good takeaway that people don't always realize myself included is that even if you have a relationship or a marriage or whatever thing that ended that doesn't mean that it wasn't successful exactly yeah that's very beautifully put yeah. and um just another quick question from the yoda side of you what piece of advice would you give to any couple that is currently in some type of Issa and Lawrence situation? Y'all got to stop being stubborn. Communicate. Yes. That's the communication. I'm sitting up here looking at each other, not saying shit, whoop de whoop whoop but y'all need to communicate. It's easy. All you got to do is open your mouth and let the words come out. But- <laughs> Boop de boop boop. Gorgeous. <laughs> I'm dead. We love it. Uh, we have a quick. Do you have time for like a quick game that we play on the show? 
Yeah. Amazing. So the game is called Do You Ship It? And it's, you know, shipping the internet, like these two people, we love them together, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. we're going to list two things, two separate entities or ideas. And you tell us if you ship this combination of things. Okay. Do you ship it hooking up and friends? Oh, shit. Whoo. Nah, it's messy. It's messy. I agree with you. It's messy. Okay. Do you ship it exes and friendship? I ship it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Uh, you got it. You were saying yours is a mile away. Exactly. She's, she's, she's a mile away. <laughs> yeah. We like it. <laughs> um, do you ship it infidelity and forgiveness? Yes, I ship it. Reluctantly. I reluctantly. Reluctantly. Infidelity and forgiveness. Right. I think it's a subjective case by case type of thing. Um, do you ship it girlfriends as in one word with girlfriends, two words, girlfriends and girl friends kind of bringing them all to one place and being like, be friends. Like my exes. Sure. If they're your friends now, like get your best female friend and then your current girlfriend and you know, a three, three way dinner. How's that sound to you? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds entertaining AF. So, uh, Okay. All right. <laughs> and my last one is just kind of a fun one because this is a meal that I personally grew up on. Do you ship it white rice and sugar? Yes, I do. You do? With okay. butter. With butter. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yes, butter and sugar and sometimes milk. Oh my gosh, yes. I was like, I'm going to say this and he's going to be like, what? Well, yep, I do. Dude. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, Great. this is delicious cereal. <laughs> It's like mushy cereal, but really good. Yeah. Perfect. That's all I needed to know. So wrapping it up. Um, okay. The, some of these you already naturally spoke to. Do you ship it? Comedy and romance. Absolutely. Yeah. Romantic yeah. comedies are, are, are a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you think you could be with someone who's, because, you know, Victoria is a comedian and we like to think we're funny people. Do you think you, and so are you, do you think you could be with someone funnier than you? Hell this yeah. Is, I think that's Absolutely. ideal. Yeah. Absolutely. Please be funnier than me. Do you ship it dating apps and being someone that's on television? Man, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> Good question. Good question. It's I so wonder all the time. Because I, I'll be looking at the apps and I'll be swiping and I'm just like, man, I don't want them to think I'm like trying to take advantage because mm. I'm on TV. It's like, and also like, I got to be careful. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I still ship it. Nothing's happened because I'm like too scared. But <laughs> <laughs> I would be so worried. Do you use the the fancy app? Do you use the the Raya? So I just got Raya. I just got admittance to Raya, and it's kind of boring. So um, that's I'm just, what I've heard. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> like, where do famous people meet people? How does that like? How does that work? I'm just I'm I'm just talking to everybody. I'm like I don't see myself as a celebrity. So like I'm just like Okay. I just talk to people, whatever. If we click, cool, we click. If not, then we don't. Right. Do you ship it quarantine and dating? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I correct. Ship it. It's it's happening now. Like I'm I'm still dating and I'm being careful. Right. So Yeah. In some ways I think it makes us all communicate better because yes. you have to. Yeah, it's like you ain't doing nothing. You at home, right? <laughs> right. And we're gonna have to have a whole conversation before any of us start touching at all. So you yeah. know, <laughs> hey, if anything, this may this may be the silver lining in 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 dating in in uh, yeah. in quarantine dating. It's like mm-hmm. you have to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. And I wonder what it'll be like going back because I feel like we're all going to get so good at it. Hopefully, hopefully we all get good at it. And then <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah. Um, do you ship it? First dates and surprises. Good or bad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just because I like surprises. And also, no matter what happens, I'm going to be entertained. Yeah. <laughs> if this is something that's that's whack, like a whack surprise, like I'm on a date. He's like, <laughs> and this dude comes over out of, out of nowhere. is like, Sam, what you doing? <laughs> my name was Jamie. Who is this? Oh, my brother. This is this is my wife. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd rather have a surprising first date than a boring first date. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you know. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> you like a boring first date, Victoria? I like a boring, yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't want surprises. Just show up and be who you are. <laughs> don't sit here and like, I don't know. I just had a really boring first date this week. So, you know, it's the worst things have happened, but. <laughs> right. Um, okay. And finally, last one. Do you ship it? Old relationships and second chances. This is a little Issa Lawrence theme too. Yeah. I, yeah. I ships that. I ships it. Mm-hmm. I ships it. You know, I, I, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So it's like mm-hmm. they, their relationship, they were last together, what, four, three, four years ago. And so, like, people change over time. Like, I'm not the same person I was last week. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to be the same person I was three, four years ago. Right. Three, four years ago, I was working at the Apple store. Like, I'm not, we're not the same people. We're not. So it's like, we're definitely different people when, in terms of our relationships, in terms of our understanding of one another and ourselves. And so we can bring that to a relationship. So, yeah, you get a second chance. I ship that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Oh, Tristan, thank you for imparting your wisdom as Tristan and as Thug Yoda. We really appreciate it. I feel better already. Yeah, I feel more inspired to uh, take on love in the universe. (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay. And Tristan, where can people find you if they want to watch you, to follow you, all of that good stuff? All that good stuff. I'm at Tristan J. Winger on everything. Twitter. Instagram. If you like looking at Giphy, I'm on there too. Yes. I've been using right. a lot of Giphy because there's a lot of insecure gifts. And so I use mm-hmm. them on our social a lot. That's fun. Yeah, All right. Amazing. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get insecure 2021, but if, but if not 2022 and we'll watch you on bigger. I mean, hey, we'll be there and I'll All be right. on bigger too. I'll go back in three weeks. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yay. We made it. We made it. <laughs> I had to end with his because um, he did it correctly and I literally never do. Guys, that's Tristan. Isn't he lovely? You can watch him on Bigger, on BET, and of course on Insecure. And I'm linking all of his socials in the episode notes so you can follow him and watch him and he can continue to make you laugh and make you, you know, be a better communicator and a better human. We will see you on Thursday for our final episode of this season, our Insecure season. It's a very special episode. There are four of us chatting about some of the big themes of Insecure. So we're talking about Molly and Kelly and Tiff and open relationships and all of the men of Insecure. I think we have a really incredible discussion. I was so grateful to have some other point of views join us. It's a really lovely conversation. So I hope that you tune in. And in the meantime... Follow Tristan on social media, follow the podcast on social media, and catch up on our the rest of catch up on Insecure and then catch up on our Insecure episodes so you can join us for our roundtable discussion on Thursday. And we will see you then.
everyone. Thank you for listening. That, as they say, is our show. We're here every Thursday talking ship about fictional people from television. And, you know, occasionally non-fictional people from our lives make their way in there. If you enjoyed, I know everyone tells you to do this, but a quick review and rating really does help out new podcasts like us quite a lot. Thank you to Vic Hoffman for being here this season. You can follow her on social media at Victoria Hoffman 27. You can follow the podcast at Talking Ship Podcast. And you can follow me at OnlyMegan815. Ask me why the 815, because it's not my birthday. It's much more embarrassing. Talking Ship is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for professionals. So thank you to the whole team there for helping make the show happen. And finally, thank you to Chris Meisner for composing this wonderful theme music. And if you haven't already flipped to your next podcast, you can hear it now beautifully fade out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.